Let's roll. What's up, everybody? It's Wednesday, May the 25th. My God, it is summertime, uh, and we have some stories to cover today. First half, we're going to talk about the conference finals for the NBA playoffs, uh, and in the second half, some of our traditional content. We've got to talk a little bit about some things that were said uh, regarding uh, well, we're, just, we're going to talk baseball and we're going to talk football, and they're both semi-controversial stories going on in the world of sports right now. The Wire Sports Podcast, it starts right now. Right now. Let's go. I'm going in. It's first and ten. I'm a legend boy. A champion. They can't match the flows. The X's and O's. I'm breaking the codes. Devastation about to unfold. They calling me Derek. By the way, y'all roll. Bet you never, ever, ever seen a pro this cold. I float like a butterfly. Sting like a bee. I mix with Iron Mike and the great Ali. I'm a running back. Believe me, baby. I fathered the game. Call me Daddy Brady. I'm like that. Try be like this. Sammy so sub. That boy don't miss. It's the return of the return of the greatest. Anyway, you name it. I'm everybody favorite. I'm bringing the pain and bringing the fire. Hey, stay tuned. It's going down to the wire. Fellas, how are we doing? Welcome to the wire. Listeners, guys, how you doing? Good. Had a long day. Long day. Got a little drunk last night. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the best shows. Hungover shows are the best shows. Yeah, YZ's not feeling me right now. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Not at all. Uh, Well... Before we get started, I do want to send out uh, a big H2G, get well soon to Richie. Uh, He is under the weather. We hope that he gets well very soon. Uh, If he chooses to talk about what's going on when he comes back, that's on him. Let's dive in to a little bit of sports. Uh, We're going to start off, guys, with the conference finals. Uh, Things are going Um, and it's for transparency's sake. We do have to say we do record on Mondays. We usually only have to talk about it like that uh, during playoff season, just because game four is right now happening between the Heat and the Celtics. But going in uh, to our record today, <clears throat> the Heat are leading the Celtics two to one, and Golden State is leading the Mavericks uh, three to nothing. Uh, let's start with the Heat versus the Celtics. What do you guys make of what's going on in this conference finals? matchup so far and uh what do you think the celtics need to do to come out on top or the heat need to do in order to maintain whoever wants to start i think uh i'll go ahead and start i think that um i think before i said that jason tatum and Jalen brown need to take the step in evolution in their game and become more um playmakers than scores. Um, we all know that they're going to get 29 to 30 points a game, but we need to see them make others around them better. Um, and that's what's going to push them past the Heat. Uh, the Heat play a brand of basketball that's tough on defense. Um, I think when they have Marcus Smart in the game, he he helps them facilitate and, and move better. And their defense seems to pick up when he's on the floor, clearly because he's the defense player here, along with Al Horford. He's the veteran and makes all the right passes. But if they're not going to make shots, then they're going to have to play really stiff defense. Um, I don't think Miami has enough bodies 
to keep up with the Celtics. So I I think it's going to be uh, Celtics in seven. All right, Celtics in seven. Sahih, what do you think of, of the Celtics Heat matchup so far? And what do either team need to do to uh, get to the win? Yeah, this uh, series is like one of those, you know, sometimes, uh, junkyard scraps, you know? These are two teams that are feisty. Um, they play, uh, what's the old saying? They play to the whistle. They're, those are uh, those kind of teams. Um, they're not going to let you have anything, and they're matching up. And uh, it's a great series so far. The games are back and forth. Um, they're giving it their all. It's an exciting series to watch, you know? Um, like I was saying before this series started, this is an NBA historic classic matchup. Um, but I just feel like the Celtics, unfortunately, are just going a little bit too much for the Heat. Um, I wanted to say Jimmy uh, Butler was going to get those dogs barking and ready to uh, to bite down and take this series. But like uh, like Trey said, they really can't match up body for body. Um, they The Celtics just got too much out there. Um, so it'll, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how this shakes out. Can the Heat surprise us? We'll see. I like the game seven. Um yeah, I, I feel like this one can either go uh, six or seven, but um, I feel like the Celtics are going to take it out. All right. And as we record, the Celtics do lead the Heat 36 to 18 there in the second quarter with nine minutes and one second left for uh, that will be useless knowledge to our listeners. But for my guys here on the panel, there you go. Um, so on the other side of things. Right now, Golden State is cleaning the floor. Uh, I don't mean to say that as in it's a big scoring differential, but it is three to nothing going into game four, which will happen uh, Tuesday. So right before this airs, uh, what do you guys make of the Warriors Maverick series so far? I start with Trey. The Warriors are playing a very scary brand of basketball. Um, they have completely have they have all the confidence. I think it started with the first uh, series that they had when they let Jordan Poole start and they had Steph coming off the bench. And you see how they move without the basketball. Kevin Looney had they they were saying that they're going to be too small to rebound. They've out rebounded every team that they've been against, including uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. They have. They have Kevin Looney looking like a top 10 center in the league if they still had centers, honestly. Uh, I think one play that sticks out in my mind is uh, I think Kevin Looney grabbed the rebound. Um, they weren't really particularly hitting uh, all their three-point shots. And Clay immediately cut to the basket. Kevin Looney hit him with a, a sweet dime to the, to the rim for a layup. That's the brand of basketball that you're going to play. And that's going to be hard to defend because they're constantly moving. I don't think Dallas has, I think Luka can possibly win them one game, possibly, but uh, the Warriors are back. And Sahi, what do you make of this matchup, man? You were you switched sides, I think. If I remember correctly, last week you you had the Mavericks back until until they had this matchup. <laughs> are you happy you jumped ship? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I think I you can roll back the tank. I call this one uh, uh, Warriors in a sweep. 
Uh, the Mavs ain't got nothing for it. Nobody got anything for the uh, the Warriors right now. Now that LeBron ain't in the playoffs, Steph Curry ain't got nothing to worry about. Uh, and, uh, Andrew Wiggins, man. I, I threw his name out there a couple weeks ago uh, as in the perfect replacement for KD. And, like, the more I'm watching, the more he's looking like that. Like, Andrew Wiggins has really found his stride and his stroke with the Warriors. Yeah, somebody it's like somebody called him and told him, yo, you made the All-Star team this year. Remember that? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. The Warriors, uh, Andrew Wiggins, they just got the easiest role because they're, like uh, Trey said, they're playing a scary brand of basketball right now. And it's scary because you got the Splash Brothers still splashing. Like that, they are throwing balls into the Atlantic Ocean right now. Everything <laughs> is wet. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And and I, I talked about it uh, last week. Like um, Draymond Green would be in um, Luka Doncic's head and like like throwing him off. I think they're doing the opposite. They're they're shutting everybody else down and being like, "Hey, Luka." Like, you want to win the game, you're going to have to do it all yourself. Um, and he's trying. He's having great games, but it's just not enough. Not enough right. to beat that uh, steam train coming from Golden State, uh, Oakland. I think it's – also, I think it's um, – Jordan Poole has been empowered to do him. Because Clay and Steph are unique where they can run off the of screens. And honestly, Clay hasn't really went off yet. When Clay starts to hit his stride, it's going to be a problem. Andrew Wiggins is balling out, but Dave and Power Pool to be him. He's very ball dominant. But when you have Steph and Clay can move off screens and run the way that they do, that opens up the floor for them. It's kind of like what KD kind of did for them. Because um, they, they used to try to get KD in the game, go a lot of ISO. That's what Pool does. And he's getting real good at it. He started off real hot. Then he kind of got, uh, they started t- uh, keying in on him and he's starting to level out. So we they don't need him to be a 29 point scorer. If he can stay in that 15 to 18 range with a couple of 20 pointers in there, they are going to be unstoppable. And if Kevin, if Kevin, Kevon Looney is going to grab you uh, 22 rebounds, then you're good. They all rebound. It's, it's, it's fun to see. Absolutely. Well, uh, either way, we will know more about the turnout of the conference finals next week on The Wire. Let's go ahead and move into our second half content. We might be a little bit uh, shorter of a show today, but maybe not. These topics are kind of some big ones. We haven't had an opportunity. I mean, really, from football season into basketball season, we get a lot of just those sports. So we haven't had an opportunity to cover some of the some of the other stories going on in sports. Um, and guys, I, I want to bring up this story. Uh, fair disclaimer, if if you don't want to talk race, uh, H2G Radio always invites you to turn us off for a little bit and come back when we're talking about something else. Um, just no hateful comments. That's all we care about. Uh, if you're going to comment on, on what we have to say, just please be respectful about it. That being said, guys, Josh Donaldson, he's the New York Yankees third baseman. He has now been fined and suspended from play for one game after he said what's up Jackie 
to the star Chicago White Sox shortstop Tim Anderson during their matchup on Saturday. Uh, Tim Anderson stated, among other statements, that Donaldson made a comment and it was disrespectful. Um, Like I said before, Donaldson is going to receive a one-game suspension and it's an undisclosed fine at this time. Um, Josh Donaldson's response to the reporters was that he believed that he was acting on an inside joke uh, and claimed that on several occasions Anderson had referred to himself as the next Jackie Robinson that they themselves had joked about it before um, but with all that being said my first question for you guys is uh, do you believe that this is in fact a situation where someone made a racist comment and we've seen this in the NFL before uh, this is MLB but with Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett that had a little bit more of a fallout live um, knowing or not knowing let me go back to the beginning of the question because I threw myself off. <laughs> uh, do you believe that this is in fact a situation where someone knowingly or not knowingly made a racist comment and deserves the penalty and, and or more? Or do you think that this is being highlighted by the fact that we are currently living in a time where the fight for civil justice is very relevant and ongoing? Do you think that that's kind of highlighting this more than it typically would? I know that's kind of a (laughs) convoluted double parter there. So if you have any questions, let me know. But whoever wants to start. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't tell somebody how to feel about comments that somebody says, I guess. Um, but me, the, the thing that makes it non-egregious is he said he thought uh, chiming in on the joke, you know what I'm saying, an inside joke. I mean, there's a reason why things are called inside jokes. Not everybody is supposed to be in on it. Um, but I was just trying to say something funny, in my opinion. I'll get shit like this um, because I, I guess I don't take it serious enough uh, I don't think he should be suspended and fined um, that's that's stupid in my opinion um, like he said what up Jackie like, <laughs> I think that's hilarious and funny but I'm I'm, a, I'm like um, like I would consider myself a comic so things a lot of things that most people don't find funny, I find funny. Um, sh- should he have not said it? Maybe. Um, I just think it it just takes the fun out of life when um, you take things like that super serious. Like he didn't say in like, "Hey, black." Like if you would have said that, if you would have replaced the uh, the J with a B, with a BL, and then I would have been like. Like, this ain't 1955. There ain't no color sections out there. You know, so we moved on. Um, but, you know, come on, just, you know, let it go. It's be funny. So, I mean, that, that makes it, you know, good enough for me. It's kind of the whole shit, uh, Will Smith or slap Chris Rock, you know? He was trying to make a joke, man. Realize. It ain't that serious, but that's my take. Not everybody's going to feel the way I do. And you're definitely entitled to it. This is a open forum. And folks, we do want you to comment uh, how, how you feel. Just our big thing is be respectful or we're going to take your comment away. <laughs> Trey, uh, what do you make of all this, man? Do you think that uh, this was a, a, a racist move and, and 
you know, the MLB reacted accordingly or should have acted stronger? What do you think? Uh, from what I read, like I said, um, I just read up on it when you brought it up to me. I didn't really know about this. But from what I read, I don't think, I think, I think we live in an age where they feel like they have to react if someone says, as soon as someone says racism. They feel like they have to react. I personally don't think that the comment was racist at all. Um, he said, what up, Jackie? And he was making, if I was reading correctly, he made it in reference to uh, article. Um, he did an interview with ESPN, I want to say, um, where he proclaimed himself as the new age Jackie Robinson, that he was changing the game, that, that they would have to change the, that he's in the verge of changing the game. I want to say that that's what the quote was. Yeah. So, yeah. So when Donaldson came through, he said, "What up, Jackie?" He's doing some some trash talking. I mean, now I don't think I think there's a complete overreaction. Now, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe there was something else said. Maybe there was a a prior situation going on. But from what I can tell, I think everyone's being a little bit sensitive about the situation. All he did was say, "What up, Jackie?" If anything, it would be more of a compliment. That I think that we're being a little bit too sensitive. If we can't talk trash to each other, what I mean, that's what you do in sports. I don't. What what can we say? Give me a list. Clearly, we don't want to be foul. We want to be negative. We don't want to be you know disrespectful or anything like that. But it was a tight game. I mean, they ran into each other before. It's going to get contentious. If that was the case, did y'all see what Draymond Green said last night? When he was calling Luca, when he was calling Luca a pussy, like I would find that more inflammatory than anything. You know what I mean? Like, but but since it's a white guy saying it to a black dude in reference to a black uh, a legend, oh, that's racist. I think it was like that's a bit much. Now, this is a dangerous thing where I go off the cuff, but I am going to go off the cuff a little bit. That being said, both of your guys' takes, and thank you for sharing. Um, Do you think that the overreaction that the media gives, and and this could go outside of sports. We're going to stay in sports because that's what we do here. But do you think this sort of overreaction, would you say that this deters from true civil rights justice moving in situations where there are racist, you know, systemic racist issues or, you know, bypassing actual racist issues just by highlighting something like this that was a comment between two players? Great question. Yes. Yeah, I think um, I think stuff like that, it doesn't deter like or make it like I think it just keeps that conversation going. And I feel like the the best way to like really end is just to move past it. But when people are like claiming it over silly stuff like this, it just brings the conversation back up. And we're talking about this once again. Um, and, and, and people are going to get enraged by it. You know what I'm saying? There's people that just see stories and see stuff and don't really think about it. They're just like, oh my god, oh my god, um, blah blah blah, racist, racist, racist. MLB, you know what I'm saying? So it's just going to stir the pot more. Um, it's it's just dividing, you know. Um, 
it's it's one of those tough topics though because people are going to feel a certain way and if you don't feel the same way they do you're an idiot uh i'm a little bit different in this i think it takes away because the the message itself gets dull right so if you continue to talk about a certain thing it uh it, it tends to lose its luster i think you should save these conversations for real issue for real situations if we're, we're talking about someone trash talking, he just so happened to use um, a Jackie Robinson. So is this a real conversation? No. To, to me, no. The the conversation, the, the Miles Garrett situation with, um, what's that quarterback's name? Uh, the Miles Garrett situation. Mason Rudolph. That was Mason Rudolph. That was more of a conversation because of the language that was used. That brings it to light in a, a positive way so we could talk tackle the... the the, and so we can tackle the disrespect when it comes to cultural divide. But we're talking we're talking about someone talking trash in sports, and I think that that gives uh, a doorway for them to say, or for people who don't agree with uh, the stance to say, "See, every time every time somebody says something, you guys take it personally. You're so sensitive. And that's the conversation that comes up when a lot of these things happen. Um, it's hard for, it's hard to get, I want to, I'm not going to single them out, but it's hard to get white people on our side for our cause. If they feel like we're being sensitive about everything. I think and I hope I, I hope that came out right. It's hard to yeah. I hope that came out right because if you're going to take going to go on every little thing and claim it as disrespect when it's not, then that's yeah. I hope yeah. Then that's not helping us in any way for the real issue. And we're talking about bringing people together. I appreciate you guys sharing. The reason I wanted to bring this story is because, uh, and I don't often, I'm a moderator, so I don't often give my view on things, but that is my view. I, I will chime in on this one a little bit, is that big media, um, just like big farm and big politics have a tendency to, like Sahi said, drive the divide because that's where they make money. If they've got two sides, they can always make money. And situations like this, um, and to use, you know, to use Sahi's reference and, and go into what you said, Trey, like if, if people are seeing this as the black community coming up and saying, once again, all oh, this things, this is racist. Not everybody is on one side or the other, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And if you look at the Oscars, they, they had a black host, they had a lot of black superstars right up front. I, this is conspiracy. Maybe this belongs on free mess, <laughs> but I think that the media, at least I don't think it was staged, but I think the media takes advantage of situations like this to see, see now look, look what happens to, to one side. Now look what happens when this happens. And that's not the case. We need to all be seeing one equal playing field. And that's something that we are probably a, a long road ahead, but I agree. Uh, I was, I wasn't biased for the, the reading of the story, but I just thought that this, this seemed like a little bit altercated for an additional conversation possibly to, to add a divide into the sports because the NBA is ending or whatever. I'm not sure. That was going to be my other point. I think that the, I think that the sports news was slow. Yeah. 
and they needed something to pick up ratings. So they, so everyone picked this up. And that's, that disgusts me because it's a real issue. And we, there are people out there that have really um, crossed that line and we haven't really talked about them the way that they talked about this today. Um, yeah. And it's, it's sad. And I hope I, I hope I, uh, dig, I also hope I dictated with these. I'm always hoping I say things the right way. So, uh, folks, we do want to know what you think. Uh, it is a very serious topic, more serious than we usually get here on the wire. When we come back, we have a little bit less of a uh, serious discussion, but it is quite controversial and uh, it involves some names that you might that well you definitely know if you know anything about football um let us know in the comment section what you think about this whole josh donaldson and uh tim anderson let us know uh, i get that right yeah and let us know what you think about the nba playoffs and where those are going while you're watching this little commercial break from free mess on fridays go and follow us man go and follow us we are just a few weeks out from our website launching where you will have one hub to check out all of the shows and we are rapidly growing so if you want to get involved hit us up just those best live at gmail.com that'll be changed uh, with the website launch so that that email for now <laughs> and then after that stop emailing me because i get those on my phone so come on guys uh we'll see you in a few minutes you're watching and listening to the wire we'll be right back uh let's move it along let's move it along uh-huh. uh, what's, what's been going on this week man what's going on what's going on that yeah that U- usfl you catch that stuff crazy happening that yeah i saw it my man was there was a player for some team he was yeah. cut for choosing uh trying to get a slice of pizza over eating a team issued chicken salad now was it the chicken salad with the grapes and the raisins in it because if it was i don't blame him because that's just nasty exactly like who, right. who the fuck put raisins and grapes in chicken salad right. yeah. Nasty. but yeah if it was yeah. that kind i don't blame him but i mean it's not like he told the dude disrespectfully that he wasn't going to eat it. It's just, he just said, like, nah, I don't want this. Is there any way I can have a piece of pizza that somebody had already brought? So, I mean, I don't see how that's disrespectful. I just think he was just going with what he wanted to do. I mean, it's pizza, man. I'm sure there are far worse things that people have been <laughs> done to get cut off the team. Even if it was pineapple pizza, which people should be put in jail for. I hate pineapple pizza. It's nasty. Exactly, but, man. Who wants cold stuff on hot stuff? It ain't even the sweet and the and the it ain't even the sweet and the whatever flavor of the pizza. It's the hot and the cold. Like that's confusing. Right. No, thank you. Yeah, yeah, pineapple is definitely best served cold. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Pineapple because it's, it's like it's wet. Who yeah. wants a soggy pizza? Exactly. I mean, I get the you got the pineapple juice mixing in with the marinara. Like, who wants that? Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Wire Sports Podcast. We uh, can't go on without saying check out Free Mess on Fridays. If you thought that clip was good, check out Friday for episode two. If you missed episode one, what you, we told you what to do. We told you to take Friday off. But uh, you, listen, it's up there all day long, every day now. So go listen to it. Get ready for Friday to catch episode two with Sahi and friends. Uh, I, I need to learn all the, the different because you got guests coming in and all kinds of stuff, right? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I just you know want people popping there. You know what I'm saying? Saying what they got to say. It's a mess, mess over there. It's, 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 you got to listen to it. It's a ton of fun. Go check out Free Mess on Fridays and True Crime for the Innocent Mind. Also made the debut episode about Casey Anthony Part 1. Part 2 is coming out on Saturday. Lots of big things. Let's get back to sports. Like I said, we are going to be a little bit short today because we're short-staffed. And, uh, you know, that's just how that works sometimes. So, um, guys, last Wednesday, Nick Saban, I'm sure you guys have heard of him. He's currently the coach at Alabama. Uh, did I get that right? He's at Alabama now, right? He's um, Alabama. He publicly stated that Jackson State <coughs> used um, name, image, and likeness. From here on out, I'm going to say NIL. I just wanted to say it off off the bat. It's name, image, and likeness to entice players to come to their school, which would be against NCAA's sanctions, uh, according to him in this rant. What he was essentially saying was that it's not it's not regulated how the NILs are being spent. Um, he said Jackson State, um, which is a, um, oh, give me, what's the HBCU. abbreviation? HBCU, uh, Historical Black College or University, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he said Jackson State paid a, mil- a guy a million dollars. This is a quote that was a really... Uh, a really good division one player to come to school. It was in the paper and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything. That was the, the quote, a, a, the most controversial por- portion of Nick Saban's quote head coach of Jackson state is uh, one Dion Sanders. And he responded by saying, coach Saban wasn't talking to me. Coach Saban wasn't talking to Jimbo Fisher. He was talking to his boosters. He was talking to his alumni. He was talking to his givers. He was trying to get money. That's what he was doing. Uh, he was just using us to get to where he was trying to go. First off, let me let me clarify that the statement uh, wasn't necessarily uh, accurate coming from Saban. Um, it was reported by John Jacques Taylor of Anscape.com that um, $250,000 is impending um, and future NIL payments for uh, the player in question, which is Travis Hunter. Now, apparently, Coach Saban, um, one, since we since this happened and before our broadcast, he's apologized, I believe, publicly and privately. Um, but he apparently tried to reach out privately to head coach Deion Sanders. Uh, and uh, Sanders came out, I think, on Twitter and said something to the effect of, if you're going to talk about me publicly, I don't want to talk privately. Let's talk publicly publicly so um a couple of things a few things to unpack here we got we got plenty to talk about first off do you guys think that nick saban was out of line uh with his statement and what do you make of dion's response Whoever. yeah um nick saban was totally out of line for number one he hating he hating on everybody else for getting players <laughs> Um, and doing the things now legally that he was most likely probably doing illegally to get them players down there. Let's talk about, let's let's pull up the ledgers, Nick Saban, and see how you was getting all them number one draft class. And, and number two, he out of line because he, he dry snitching. Like, people talking about how you going to use the NIL, what you going to do. You don't need to drag other people in other schools into this. This ain't this ain't about them. It's about you. Well, if if a kid wanted to go to your school, he going to come to your school. Pay pay him the money. Um he 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 hating. 
he dry snitching and, and he's showing that he really don't want to give these players what they deserve. He should be happy for that kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? Talking about they did this and ain't nobody do nothing about it. Like what? Somebody did do something about it. They paid that guy and they got him in there. Um, and they're going to treat the kid well. He should be happy for the whole situation. Um, but he way out of line. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And this has put kind of a, um, a black eye on, on um, Nick Saban's legacy. Now, it's not going to last forever. Um, this is going to blow over. Once he starts winning games, people aren't going to talk about this anymore. But it's just a bad look. Um, for right now. Um, and the way Dion handled it, it's just pure class, right? Um, he's like, yo, he's not gonna trade, um, you know what I'm saying, uh, being a, a, a like a, a war of words. Um, so he's not gonna do that. He loves Nick Saban, that's his guy. They've been in commercials together. Um, they've been seen publicly in interviews together doing all this type of stuff. Um, but he's saying that stuff for the media. I'm not going to talk to him privately. If he wants to talk, we're going to talk publicly. You know what I'm saying? Just making it a bigger story, getting some more press for his school. Um, he's doing the right thing, showing class. I'm pretty sure they did pri uh, talk privately. Um, and Dion probably told him, like, yo, you got to chill the hell out, man. You can't be hating. You can't be dry snitching. Um, don't be doing that, man. And um, so I, I feel like Dion couldn't have handled it any better and Nick Saban couldn't have handled it any worse. Like, it's a terrible look for you, big dog. Trey, what do you think, man? Uh, there's a, a lot that he said in that speech, but this is specifically what caught the press's eye. We just talked about the press, but uh, I mean, do you think he was out of line for what he said? And what do you make of Deion Sanders' uh, initial response? He was out of line, but um, he wasn't talking to the press. He was talking to boosters, but someone in his position should always know um, if you're going to be in a public forum where everyone has cell phones, just treat everybody like they're the press. And it got out. Uh, he was out of pocket for speaking on another uh, on another team. The Jimbo Fisher situation for Texas A&M, who's probably going to kick their butt this year, honestly. And the Deion Sanders. What irks me about the, the, the comments he made towards Deion Sanders is that it's an HBCU that you're hating on right now. And we just talked about race in the, in the previous segment, but you get the five-star, you get the pick of the litter in your five-star recruits. You're getting recruits coming from California, Texas, all the major states. You're getting them. The fact that Deion Sanders used his reputation to get a five-star recruit, that one recruit that slipped through the cracks and went to the HBCU, that's, that's what you choose to bring up. And you're probably going to hit home because you're in Tuscaloosa talking to those boosters. And I'm not saying that they're one way or the other, but it just seems fishy to me. And you're right, Sahi was right. He's, hey, what are you hating on Prime for? For getting the five-star recruit? He has a better chance. Now, he sent some DBs to the pros. We, I mean, we can list them up. We can list them out right now. But, you're, but he's not Prime. The guy that he got is going to get the experience. He wants Prime to coach him to the next level, and he's going to get there probably. Like we just said, the gap between schools is closing. Heaven forbid that we have uh, parity within college football. 
why can't we why can't the HBCU get the five star recruit why can't the guy from we got a, a DB from Fable State that just went in the third round why can't the, the DB from Fable State go in the third round at the HBCU you know what I mean so I, I think he was wrong I think he was out of pocket I think he stopped needs to stop pocket watching these other uh, schools he needs to pay attention to what he's got because his pockets run deeper than everybody else's anyway And that's a fact. Um, I do want to bring that up. This, oh man, I'm going off course again. This is this is dangerous. I have another question written. I promise. I did my homework this week, but uh, I do, thinking about about across the league um, and baseball. Or, or, I'm sorry, in football, baseball, and basketball alike. You you gotta imagine. Uh, let's see. Where did where did Tua Tua went to college? Was that in Alabama? Yes. Uh, and his whole family moved from Hawaii to Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> that had nothing to do with an NIL. <laughs> you mean? <laughs> I, that's an expensive move, and you got to have a, a decent dollar amount to get me to go move to Alabama to watch my brother play football. If I live in Hawaii, right? <laughs> we're not even going to talk about. We're not even going to talk about. Uh, I think Colin. I think Colin brought it up uh, a couple of days ago. I mean, it's they have that that uh, fund set up. Uh, I don't forgot what it's called, but they're talking about doing a, a fund for the the kids there um, at Tuscaloosa for I think getting thirty five thousand or something a person or a player or something like that. It's been known for a fact, and, well, for years that alumni at Alabama's getting a quarter million dollars under the table. I, I, I'm not saying that. I want to say it was Colin Calhoun maybe like two days ago that brought that brought it in. He said if going right for alignment at uh, Tuscaloosa, two hundred fifty thousand. What are we saying here? If he decide, even if it was true that the the player that came in and got named and got the NIL to give him to get him a million dollars, so what? It is his name. It is his image, and he's uh, there. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, not to crack this egg open any further, but um, and I'm not defending Nick Saban. I am speaking from a neutral ground again. Do you believe that there is something to the overall point of Saban's full rant that there should be some sort of federal restrictions or uh, jurisdiction or at least? plan placed on these NIL payments in the NCAA. Will that clear things up? Nope. Both men shaking nope. their heads. Give them, give, them, give them the money that they deserve. These players no. have been, especially from the past, um, these players are the lifeblood of, of this whole system. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they make so much money off the game of football. Um, and football is really driving it for the other sports. Um, without, you know, people really love college football. There's so many times I talk sports with people and they'll be like, yeah, I don't really like uh, the NFL. I like college more. I like college more. I like college more because people are like, they just vibe with that whole mentality of these guys. Well, it, it really was because these guys aren't getting paid, but they, they really not getting paid but they are they're getting endorsements and stuff like that um they're putting the work 
in there. They, you know what I'm saying? They're putting their bodies, their health on the line. A lot of these guys go all out for their schools. Um, and and, it, and everybody that plays college football, especially Division One, is has the hopes and dreams of making it to the league one day. And not all these guys are going to be able to do that. So it's good that these schools are able to pay a lot of these guys. And let's just be frank, a lot of these college football players, not all of them come from affluent black backgrounds. Um, they got families at home starving. Um, they got they got babies and they got this and that they have to take care of. Yeah, they're getting a college education for free, but that's not using college football is something to get to that position that's something that 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 kid has worked his entire life for you know what i'm saying you have to little leagues um middle school high school you go to camps and do all this different stuff um and they need to be rewarded uh, maybe not to the tune of uh multi-millions but i feel like a million dollars per year or something for a college kid is probably uh more than enough you know what i'm saying yeah, I would have been well taken care of at a million a year when I was a college, but I didn't play football. Uh, Trey, what do you think, man? And, and and I do want to clear up so that we can we could go back around to uh, not just I'm, I, a I do I have that question out there. Do you believe in Saban thinking that there needs to be federal restrictions? But also, do you think that there should be just some platform for the payment, like that you know across the league, this is the accepted NIL? Would that clear things up? No. Uh, so to, to the first part of that question, absolutely, there, need, there needs to be no regulations on this. We're talking about a bill, billions of dollars that flow through the NCAA off the backs of mostly black, underprivileged kids who who work their ass off to do something at the next level and or go to college. It's the equivalent of no, I'm not even going to do that. They are saying that the $30,000 a year plus, we'll say $50,000 a year that they get for their education room and board is supposed to be, they're supposed to be grateful for that when they're bringing in billions of dollars to these schools. Football and basketball in the NCAA pays for everything. If the football and basketball team is good, you get more students to sign up, you get more money. You got TV contracts. They're making billions off these TV contracts. Each, uh, what is it, the, the, the Big Ten, the Big 12, the SEC, they have their own networks. Texas has their own network. You have gambling, legal, everywhere. That's bringing in billions of dollars. So no, there should be no cap. They should get as much of it. If they can make $15 million, like one of these professional athletes, then they deserve $15 million because they're bringing in, what? Hundreds of millions of dollars. And on top of that, the school's getting free money from the boosters. Some of these dowries for these schools, Ohio State, Alabama, Kansas, in the billions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. So no, there shouldn't be no regulation. He's mad because the, the the black player from the from the five star black player decided to go to the the pissant school that he wasn't uh, and he didn't get a part of that. 
All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm on no. to that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Sahi, you got any uh, any other comments on this? Man, I'm just a few years too late, man. God dang. <laughs> I think you can still you can still cut it out there. Shit, for like a play and a half. <laughs> a play and a half. All right, well, let's mm-hmm. do something we haven't done in a long time. Let's pick up a headline because we are a little short on on topics. And uh, let's see, let's see. Oh, this is why I used to have you guys do pass or play on this. Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed contract. Who could be next? And will the NFL finally change? This is clickbait. <laughs> Uh, let's see. This is from ESPN.com. Could guaranteed NFL contracts become the norm? Why is it difficult? Why it's difficult? Uh, how Deshaun Watson got 200. Uh, I don't know. How how Deshaun Watson's $230 million deal adds momentum. What's next? Uh, I, what do you guys think? Do you think NFL guaranteed contracts should become a normal thing? Um, for certain, for certain yeah. positions, yeah. Quarterback. Quarterback quarterback after their rookie contract um i feel like running backs their rookie deal should be fully guaranteed because they're usually not going to get especially if they're like the top running back um usually they don't get anything up uh, after that but i feel like those two positions uh, mainly the quarterbacks though um it's going to be tough for any other position to to be like all right everybody at this position you're gonna the standard is a fully guaranteed contract um I, I just i see that hard to believe but quarterbacks for sure trey what do you think i think there's pros and cons but i'm leaning towards um yes on the fully guaranteed just because of the nature of the game i feel like football is probably the, football is the, one of the most is the most dangerous sport out there outside of like your combat sports where you have people that are 200 plus pounds <coughs> running sub 4-4 and hitting you at full speed. That's just dangerous. And just looking at the perspective for the players and the well-being of their family, a lot of these players are taking care of entire uh, names, uh, families um, from mom all the way down to their little third cousins I think that it's I think that it, I think they should be guaranteed fully guaranteed yeah I think that's yeah, going to change the number I think that the number if you're if we're fully guaranteeing that's going to change the number that they get though is what I'm thinking yeah you know I used to have I was just going to say, I, I used to have a coach, man, just speaking to Trey's point about football just being dangerous. I, I just always remember this. He, he he said this to us before one game. He said, you guys, you better go out there and you better give it your all tonight out there on the field, all right? Because you can go out there and you can die. Or even worse, you may never be able to play football again. <laughs> So Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did uh? What did Hold up. He needs to get us priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, my man. Uh, 
Co- Coach, I'm here to sing the national anthem and then I'm going home. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was one of the funniest pregame speeches I ever heard. Yeah. Uh, was it wrong? Not being able to play is worse than death. You said what I was saying, Harry Potter. She needs to sort out her priorities. She needs to sort out her priorities. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, this has been a fun one. This is a little different than our usual, uh, but I appreciate getting to talk about it. And, uh, folks, we do want to know what you think. Again, we do ask only that you be respectful. You can be on either side of the fence on anything we talked about today, and that conversation is welcomed. But derogatory terms, language, calling people out, uh, stating anti-facts, things like that. that That's the only stuff that we're going to take down. We don't need negativity. We can talk about big topics like big people because we are adults and I'm a big person. So um, anybody got any final thoughts for the closer for the week? And where to hit that free mess. Oh, yes. Hey, hey, hey come on down. Come on down. Let's talk. Y'all don't know what it is. It's something. He, it, he's he's a few episodes into production, so he, he literally doesn't remember what episode two is. No, <laughs> uh, episode two of Free Mess on Fridays comes out on Friday. Episode two of True Crime for the Innocent Mind. Uh, Casey Anthony part two comes out on Saturday. New episodes of act, acting... Justin act Andrew and Justin what's the show called I'm on it Andrew and Justin's acting breakdown on Sundays uh, and then of course you can catch the wire sports podcast every Wednesday folks here at H2G radio we are growing on purpose so if you are interested in getting involved uh, in any way with uh, podcasts or radio production if you're a college student and you're looking to, to pursue that as a career give us a shout at justosbestlive at gmail.com we have uh, all kinds of positions now granted these are volunteer positions uh, there are ways to make money doing this and you can totally do that with us uh, but we're looking for for professionals who want to get involved uh, uh, upcoming professionals who want to get involved with broadcasting if you want to be a broadcaster if you want to do music uh, if you want to help produce the shows if you have cool graphics that you think that you could uh, to, to distribute to the website or any of the shows we welcome you to the H2G radio family give us a shout just those best live at gmail.com I think I shouted out everything all the links you need for right now are in the link tree below us so uh, until next week stay classy and live laugh love like it's your last and Richie's not here to, to hate on me oh Richie get better get better feel well get better Richie please please they, they don't want to be stuck with just me again so <laughs> <laughs> alright you guys go home